Welcome back to another episode of Fatties and 14ers. I'm Mike Phelps, aka Chains, and today I'm going to talk about Uncompagre and Wetterhorn, and then I'm going to talk about Challenger Point and Kit Carson. So let's go. So I did give a little bit of a warning last episode that there would be a little bit more time in between each podcast, but that the content would be a little bit more exciting because um, the majority of the hikes that I've been on have been just that. They've been hikes. There hasn't been a whole lot of climbing involved or, you know, any kind of technical stuff Um, until lately, you know, I hit... Mount Lindsay with my girlfriend and that was my first experience where you basically approach you know the obstacle at the top um, and then that decides whether you summit or not so that was the crux wall that was a class four and that kind of got me going got me excited uh And so I started doing a little bit more research and strung together a couple more that were within the same difficulty range, but just a little bit harder. So, yeah, we'll get into that. Since my end destination was in the San Juans, I knew that would be a good five, five and a half hour drive. So I ended up taking off from Woodland Park around, I'd say, four Four in the afternoon Saturday and I drove up there got to Lake City and took my turn off my goal was to get all the way up to the trailhead um, I had read a bunch of people getting up there with not very much clearance and not even four-wheel drive so I took the chances um, turned off on the four-wheel drive recommended road and got almost all the way to the top but the last two and a half to three miles it was just too much for me there was too much of a risk the boulders started getting a lot bigger Um, the stone was also wet so I was sliding a little bit without four-wheel drive and uh, the risk versus reward was just not there so I ended up pulling over and camping there I was trying to get some shut-eye and uh, hit the trail about 2.33 in the morning Sunday so that I could get to the summit of Uncompagre by sunrise but it just didn't work out that way Um, it was a super bright full moon so as I was trying to sleep I don't know there was just something about it the full moon wouldn't wouldn't let me relax or sleep so instead of just fighting it and laying there trying to sleep I just decided to hit the trail right away so yeah ended up getting my gear together threw my backpack on threw my headlight on and began the journey going up Uncompagre was a little bit creepy in the dark and especially with the headlight on you're able to see and identify a lot more of the animals you know they're out there knowing that they're under the cover of night and when you hit them with your headlight their eyes are like a greenish color so you could just see you know all hillsides with like just 
eyeballs. <laughs> and sometimes you just don't know what kind of animal it is. So it's a little bit spooky, but um, overall not too bad. Had my bear mace with me, so I think my mind was just playing tricks on me being down on sleep and all. So uh, just kept pushing through. Uh, this hike, I actually wanted to call it quits quite a few times. I realized shortly after beginning the hike and not sleeping that that was the wrong decision because about three hours into the hike, um, it was just I would look at every little um, boulder field as like a little place that I could take a nap or, you know, it was just... Um, unbelievably hard to motivate myself until uh, maybe a couple hours after the sun came up um, but yeah on the way up it was it was actually the first snow I experienced of this year it was um let's see I went up there the beginning of September so it was that that snowstorm that everybody was talking about or actually that this was actually a couple days before before that happened uh, there's like those little dip and dot type snowfall until I got to the very top and it was actually like real snow. Um, but I wasn't able to see any kind of views from the top of Uncompagre. It was still pitch dark. So this is the second San Juan mountain that I, or 14er that I had summited and not been able to see the actual views because the other one that I had done was Mount Sneffels. And that was actually during the first snowstorm of last year, and I got stuck in the middle of a whiteout. So when I got to the top of Mount Sneffels, there was absolutely nothing to see. So <laughs> both times I was on the top of San Juan Mountains, one time I saw all white and the other time I saw all black. So I'm really super fixed on getting over to Wetterhorn. Um, there's really not much to say about that walk between Wetterhorn and Uncompagre except for that it is a long it's a long walk and I had no idea it was that long um, most people who bag these 14ers do them separately so you would park at the Wetterhorn um, trailhead parking lot instead of the Uncompagre and you, you would just do them as two separate trips but since I had done such a long drive out there, I figured I'd um, get them both done. Um, but yeah, that that was a a real <laughs> struggle for me mentally to get past, um, especially on the way back, re regaining that elevation to get over the ridge of Uncompagre again to go back down to the car. It was just a lot, so kind of another thing you may want to consider you know just like the four-wheel drive trail bagging these 14ers separately may be um, a much better route but I I just would not give up on this one when the Sun came up it was it was one of those golden hours where it was just almost too much to handle there was low low flying clouds so it felt like you were a lot higher than you actually were uh the colors the the purples and the oranges of that morning were almost fake 
and there's very few people on the trails so everything was just kind of adding up to something that I shouldn't give up on um, so mentally I at that point I switched over from trying to find a place to nap on the trail to pushing through getting Wetterhorn done and then taking a nap when I got back to my car so yeah once I was actually on Wetterhorn I don't know it was it was it was pretty remarkable I mean looking at that ridge going from Matterhorn um, over across to Wetterhorn uh, that was that was my ultimate goal of the day was to go across that ridge but trying to find that in the pitch dark was just impossible so I gave up on that early in the morning um, when I was coming down off Uncompagre and I don't regret the decision even though I wanted to do it because it was also very wet so may not have been the right day to do that regardless Wetterhorn was a little bit harder than Lindsay it wasn't much bigger of a section actually it was it was significantly larger um let's see so Lindsay, basically it's a 20 or 30 second climb to the top if you're just going for it you know at a solid speed with wetterhorn once you get up onto that flat rock and start walking in the ledges um i'd say maybe five ten minutes max to get to the top uh it is quite a bit more exposed on the climb to the top for wetterhorn Lindsay, you know if you were to fall in that little section it wouldn't necessarily be something that you would instantly die on but um the potential for death on this one was a little bit more so that exposure um, got to a couple people that I passed but all in all as long as you go slow and get solid handholds solid footholds Wetterhorn is very doable if you're comfortable doing class 3 and some class 4 sections um, significantly harder going down though I will I will say that going down the back um, going going down is always harder climbing I've heard rumors of people saying that going down when they go hiking is harder as well but I don't see that uh, maybe I'm more prone to dealing with endurance type events because my first sport that I really became passionate about was running and I had an uncle that was a marathoner so him and I would run together me and my father would run together so I got into cross country when I was young and then my knees kind of gave out and I switched to swimming but you know long story short the endurance side of hiking does not get to me as much as it does with others so taking that into consideration, you know, people may be more tired at the end of the hike. And that's why they say it, it's harder going down. But I don't know. That's 
one of the fastest parts of the day for me because of a lot of the downhill I'm either walking very very fast or straight up running to the car um, on any hill that I could find so um but yeah when it comes to climbing climbing is definitely harder going down but all in all definitely worth it um I was extremely tired and when I got back to the car for my nap that I had been looking forward to so much, I had a flat tire. So instead of taking my lovely nap before heading back five, another five, yeah, five and a half hours, I had to change the flat and just cross my fingers for the drive back. Not fun driving on a donut. So the beginning of the week, after the Uncompagre and Wetterhorn trip, took my car and get the tire checked out, and there was damage to the sidewall, so it had to be replaced, but lucky for me, I planned ahead and got the warranty on all the tires, so I think to renew the warranty on the tire that was ruined, it was only 17 bucks, so not too big of a problem there, but... You know, after I got super excited about my next hike going to Challenger Point and uh, back to Kit Carson through the avenues, uh, the car threw another wrench in my plans, uh, threw on the check engine light, started shaking, uh, especially in the idle position, so that really worried me. Um, I... Through one of those computers, I identified that it was the six-cylinder misfire, um, making me think it was, you know, spark plugs or whatever. So I changed the spark plugs. Nothing, nothing happened, and um, I don't know how I missed it the first time. But when I had the the coil packs out when I was doing the spark plugs, I should have just checked the actual um, coil packs. Well, you know, they were already out. Turns out four of them were bad. And, yeah, that took me an entire weekend. Um, took me out of the game. And got it fixed right before this last weekend. And so I was able to go out to the small town of Crestone, Colorado. Kind of over by the Great Sand Dunes. And it was just... This this was a special hike. I mean, this was such a fun, fun and I don't know. It was it was an adventure, definitely worth taking. Uh, the two wheel drive trail was nothing crazy, <laughs> so I wasn't having to stress about fixing another part of my car. I got all the way up to the trailhead, parked, and from the tr- from when I left the car until I came back, it was about. 14 hours uh, right around there 13 or 14 hours so it took me a good amount of time but you know you have to take into uh, consideration that we've already had that early snowstorm at the beginning of September so that was sitting up there and it was on a shadowy side of the mountain approach so um, a lot of the snow actually built up quite deep 
uh, when I was coming back down the mountain, <laughs> I was just kind of messing around and jumped into some spots that looked a little bit deeper and it almost went over my shoulder. So, um, didn't want to mess around too much over there. Um, it was getting way too cold and I wasn't prepared for it. So, uh, yeah, going up, going up the first one, the challenger point, you hike for maybe two and a half or three miles until you get up to the lake. And when you're at the lake, man, I would recommend hiking up to where the trail goes on top of the rocks and just going and hanging out on top of there. Uh, there's just so much to look at. It's very peaceful. Good place for a snack or a drink. Uh, good place for photos, all that. But once once I continued up Challenger Point, I started seeing how much snow was up there and I just didn't didn't have the right gear to be trudging through the snow. I didn't have my good boots on. I didn't have uh, hand or feet warmers. I didn't have a lot of things. I didn't have <laughs> my gaiters, nothing. So I stuck to the ridge and basically jumped from rock to rock on the dry places and yeah, just took the ridge all the way over to the top of Challenger Point and then crossing over into the avenues is where it started getting pretty sketchy um you know it, it's kind of a terrifying sign to see <laughs> right when things get scary but you know i understand the purpose of it being there to caution people from going that way because um there's been a lot of people recovered from the bottom of um where they fell from the top so there's a lot of loose rocks and um, a cliffside right there so they were just warning you don't go this way many people have died um, but it kind of got to me mentally because I was already freaked out a little bit and um, going up through the avenues there was deep snow that I didn't trust would, uh, wouldn't would slide off and so I ended up hike, hiking down well it wasn't hiking at this point it was climbing um so I ended up climbing a little bit down below to avoid the snow and then back up. And when I came around that corner, when you see the view of the crest stones for the first time, I didn't realize that that wall right there is the north, the north wall that they, they speak about. It was about 600 feet from the bottom to the top. I think some people said it was like 800, but I don't know how accurate that is. It's a very, very big wall. And a thing to note about this wall is that on the left side, you can actually get into some class five type stuff. So I would highly recommend if you're trying to scale this north wall to stay along uh, the right side. Uh, if you're facing the wall on the north, uh, there's a lot more cracks kind of traversing over to the right. And ultimately, there's a giant crack that you could climb for a much easier route up. Or you could go around the corner to the back side, which is actually the much easier approach to the top. And um, with the conditions of the, um, the snow and ice melt on that face, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I made it, but 
I was very uncomfortable climbing for the first section of it, but once I got about halfway up the wall, it got a little bit easier, kind of leaned forward a little bit more, but there was tons of exposure. Um, definitely a wall that should be respected much more than it's actually talked about. I had, um, right before I began the harder sections and the snowy and the ice, I, put, I was trying to put my micro spikes on and my left foot broke. So this whole hike, I was down one micro spike set. So yeah, climbing up there with my shoe getting wet, uh, just a lot going through my head. So yeah, Kit Carson, be super careful. If you're uncomfortable with that wall, just walk around the corner and go up the backside. Um, yeah, just stay safe out there, guys, and I'll catch up with you again.